marks at the six-yard line. Trips receivers to the right. Niebrick, he's got a QB keeper on the left side. He's at the 10. He's at the 5. Pushing towards the pylon. He dives and he is... He's in for a touchdown! Michael Niebrick takes it off left tackle, stays on his feet, dives out for the pylon, and he gets in to put the Rams up 6 to nothing with the extra point upcoming. 7.50 to play here in the first quarter. From the far hash marks. Murray kicking from left to right. Snaps a little bit high. The kick is up from Murray, and it is good. So Patrick Murray stays perfect for the season. He's two out of two, out of two tonight. And with 4.53 to play here in the second quarter, the Rams now have a six-point lead, 13-7 over Villanova. Hello, everybody, and welcome inside the Rose Hill Studios. This is Monday Night Quarterback with Fordham head coach Joe Moorhead getting you up to date on everything Fordham football. I am Alex Smith alongside Mike Watts. The 2012 season is already in full swing, so we will take a look back at the first two games. We'll focus more on the most recent game against Villanova, and then we will look ahead to the Rams' third game of the season against the Cornell Big Red. We'll also be joined by Shane Fogarty for our X's and O's segment. He is the tight ends and special teams coordinator for the Rams. And then we'll get a couple of different player perspectives as seniors Carlton Coons and Mike Martin will join us here in studio. So a lot to talk about today. We'll start things out by bringing in head coach Joe Moorhead. Coach, how are you doing today? Doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. No, thanks for being here, coach. And, and first things first, let's look back at this Villanova game. Uh, a lot of positives in that game, especially in that first half, coach. You, you come out so strong. You take a six-point lead into halftime, and then you get outscored 21 to nothing in that second half. What did you think the biggest difference was for your team? You know, it really, it really was truly a, a tale of two halves. You know, you, we go in, you know, at halftime, we were up 13-7. to And, uh, you know, you, you look at a couple plays in the first half and, you know, it could have easily been, you know, 23 or 27-7 to and we were feeling good. You know, we had to turn over there late at the uh, end of the half. You know, I'm not sure if that took a little bit of the wind out of our sails, but we came out and, uh, you know, we were just uh, weren't able to get things going offensively, weren't able to move the sticks and score any points. And, you know, uh, I think our defense got worn down a little bit with as many snaps as they played, uh, you know, in the second half. I think the time of possession in the first half was 19 to 10 <laughs> or something like that. And, uh, you know, I think it was the opposite in the second half. So, you know, it was a combination of things. You know, we uh, you know, we didn't stop the run as well in the um, second half as we did in the first half. And obviously on offense, we didn't run it or throw it with the effectiveness that we did in the first half. So, uh, you know, that contributed to the loss. Now, even before the game, there was actually a little bit of, of adversity that, that the team had to deal with. You guys had already made the trip down to Villanova on Friday, but we got news around 2 o'clock or so that they'd moved the game back due to severe weather coming into the area. Do you think maybe starting a couple hours late actually had an effect, or is that just something that you guys saw and shrugged at and moved on? No, it was it was something we talk about. You know, with our kids, you got to be able to deal with prosperity and deal with adversity and worry about the things that we can control. And quite frankly, we couldn't control the weather. And, you know, for our, our road itinerary, pregame meal was set for um, four hours before kickoff at two. You know, the the uh, the game got pushed back, so we pushed everything back in, on our itinerary. Our director of football operations, Andrew Warsaw, handles all that stuff. And uh, he worked with the hotel, and the people there were very accommodating. So it was it was just a matter of the kids having two extra <laughs> two extra hours to spend at the hotel. Now, now Coach, it, it did rain for a majority of the game. I think it stopped somewhere in the second half, maybe at halftime. 
Um, but did that? Did those wet conditions? Did that affect how much you planned on throwing the ball? Did did you plan on running it a little bit more? Did not, did that not even come into play? It didn't come into play. Did not come into play at all. Uh, now I guess con- continuing with that, a couple of really big field goals from Patrick Murray, and usually when it's a little bit wetter out there, you're playing on wet turf. The ball is wet, maybe a little heavy. Even to kick a 50-yard field goal in those conditions is is impressive. How much more impressive is it with those conditions as opposed to not? Oh, very much so, and it's the entire operation. The snap's got to be good. The protection's got to be good. The placement has to be good. And, you know, with Patrick, you're uh, you're talking about one of the premier kickers and punters in the entire country. And, you know, Coach Froger and I talk about it before the game that, you know, when it gets to a certain point on the field, you know, it's within Patrick's distance, and we're going to go on ahead and kick the field goal, and the ball was spotted. We were at 50, and we wanted to give him the opportunity to make the kick, which we're supremely confident in his ability to do so. Now, Coach, I want to go back to something that you talked about uh, earlier with us. Uh, right at the end of that first half, you guys are you're leading 13-6. to you're, you're in the red zone, and Ryan Higgins throws that interception in the end zone. You could have had you know, at least three points on the board. You could have had seven. Was that deflating for the team going into halftime? Uh, a little bit. You know, and it's just you know a matter of, you know, we talked to the kids all week about we were going up there to win this game, and we, we were going to call the game aggressively offensively, def- defensively, and special teams. And, you know, the situ- situation where we were at on the field, it was third down with no timeouts left. So, uh, you know, if we would have ran the ball or threw something um, complete and not at the sticks, you know, we would have had to run the field goal team out there, which we wouldn't have had an opportunity to do. So we said, hey, we're going to take a shot at the end zone, try to get a touchdown, and, you know, it didn't work out in our favor. So, you know, our kids, I think they came out, you know, Strong in the second half, I think. I think they fought hard, but uh, we we've got to be able to overcome those types of things as a team. That, that's not going to be the kind of thing that's going to, you know, get us down. We got to be able to overcome those things. Now, Fordham dominated really the entire first half. Was it disappointing at all to only lead thirteen uh, thirteen seven? Pardon at the end of the first half. It was it was it was very unusual to have that that type of uh, you know statistical advantage. I believe it was close to two hundred fifty yards to to less than a hundred. And, you know, and usually that type of, uh, you know, the ability to move the ball like that equates to more points, you know, and there were some other factors there that, you know, it just, you know, the, the yards and the movement of the ball just didn't turn into points. So we would have liked to have been, you know, obviously it's not a game that's won on, you know, total yards. It's a game that's won on points. So we would have, we would have definitely, we're disappointed that we didn't have more points on the board at halftime. Now, flipping things over, looking at the defensive side of the ball, your defense, unbelievable in the first half, allows 42 rushing yards to Villanova, uh, who I think they ran for 212 yards against Temple in their opener. And Temple's a very good team. Then in the second half, they come out, they get over 250 yards of rushing in that second half. Did you see something different from your defense, or was it just Villanova just going to the run so much, and, and they're a good team at running the football? Yeah, I think it was a combination of things. First off, they've got a tremendous offensive line. They've got two very good backs, and when you're dealing with a quarterback like Roberts, and it's like having another running back in the backfield. You know, we did a good job, you know, keeping a run under wraps in the first half. And, you know, we were we were committing numbers to the box and they were looking for different ways to try to create a numbers advantage. And, you know, it was just a it was a combination of things like we talked about earlier. You know, the defense was on, on the field for a lot of snaps. We weren't able to get the ball moving offensively. And, you know, you know, they're 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 a, they're a good football team and a good offense. So, uh, you know, you give the give the offense that many times. Or that many opportunities to to run the ball, they're gonna, they're going to find a way to do it successfully. But you know, as Coach Blackwell would sit here and tell you, and we've talked about it as a staff that it's you know that's not acceptable for us. And he he says it all the time. It doesn't matter how many snaps we're on the field, we, we expect to get them off the field. So uh, you know, it's um, you know we're gonna, we're going to get it get it uh, fixed and improved for this week. There were two particularly interesting plays to me in the second half that kind of swung the game. I thought the first was a. Uh, uh, 
kind of a banana route out of the backfield, little pass, and I believe Jordan Chapman hit the running back and forced the ball loose. The ball was picked up by Mike Martin. He ran it into the end zone. The ball was blown dead on an incomplete pass. The other was a run up the middle over the right guard that ended up going all the way downfield, the quarterback keeper. The ball gets jarred loose around the 25-yard line, and it goes right into the hands of Clayhorn in stride, who runs the final 27 to the end zone. What did those two plays each kind of end up making a difference there at the end of the game? Well, they they were two two very big momentum plays in the game. I mean, if you look at where the game was, you know, uh, with the first play that we were discussing, um, you know, you know, that's if that's ruled a fumble. I mean, that's a scoop and score, and it's it's twenty to seven Fordham. You know, we're we're kicking the ball back off with great momentum. So, you know, that's obviously a play that uh, you know was ruled a fumble or was not ruled a fumble. It was ruled as an incomplete pass, and uh, you know, uh, you know, we didn't have an opportunity to take advantage of that play. And uh, you know, the other play was just a great hustle play by the the Horn kid, and we pointed that out to our team that you know the ball broke loose, and I believe it was Ian Williams who chased it down and did a good job stripping the thing out of there and, and creating a fumble. Uh, but their guy was running hard to the ball and, you know, was in the right place at the right time and probably a pretty unique play. I've never seen anything like that. So it was it was just a good, you know, it was a good play by their young man hustling to the ball and, you know, being in the right place at the right time. Coach, I know there are no moral victories in football, but you think about you win the opener over Lockhaven 55 to nothing. You go into Villanova on the road. You lead at halftime over a good team playing out of the CAA. Are you pleased with your team's performance, or are you more disappointed that you couldn't hold on to it? I think it's a combination of both, and we, uh, you know, we we discussed this that the kids, the kids were upset about the loss, and they should be upset about the loss. And uh, you know, we, um, you know, we went in there fully expecting to win the game, and you know, we didn't get it, we didn't get it done as a team, and that responsibility falls on me. Uh, but um, you know, at the end of the day, we played eight quarters of football, and six of them have been dominant quarters. We dominated the first half, and uh, you know, and you know, we didn't finish it off, so we were, we're talking about finish is something that we're focusing on this week for practice. But you know, there are no moral victories. Our kids are upset. You know, we're not going to be satisfied until we win the game. But the one thing that we did take out of it is that we could play, you know, toe to toe and uh, compete with any of the compete with one of the top FCS teams in the country. All right, Fordham head coach Joe Moorhead. Coach will stick around. He'll join us at the end of this show. But coming up next, we'll talk X's and O's with Shane Fogarty. He is the Rams' tight ends and special teams coordinator. Coach, how are you today? Fine, thank you. Fine, thank you. And now, now Coach, you were a quarterback at the University of Connecticut, served as a grad assistant at UConn, uh, where you coached defensive backs. And so what has this transition been like now where you're working with the tight ends and the special teams group? Um, I think I've always known that I wanted to get back on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I had a great learning experience um, playing quarterback at UConn and then coaching linebackers and uh, working with the secondary. So um, I've worked with a few positions offensively and defensively, and I think that the the opportunity I had to be a graduate assistant at UConn really enabled me to learn a lot about the game of football. Um, you know, when Coach Moorhead gave me the opportunity to, to be back on offense and, and to uh, coordinate special teams, uh, I was very thankful, um, you know, in, in the process of, of learning a lot and uh, just trying to go out there and uh, and work hard every day. Coach, you are listed as almost a jack-of-all-trades coaching-wise, and then I look at what you did from February through June of 2008 where you were the head coach and offensive coordinator for the Corinthian Black Lions of the uh, Austrian Football League, and that's not all you did. You did more than that, is that right? Yes, yes. I, uh, I actually was the quarterback as well, um, you know, so... Went out there. It was it was uh, one of the greatest experiences of my life. 
Uh, to be honest, it was uh, an opportunity for me to to work with some great individuals. Um, and also, you know, once the experience was over, I got an opportunity to, to travel uh, through Europe um, with my wife. Uh, you know, we backpacked through Europe. Um, great learning experience and a great opportunity to, uh, to see the world. And when you're in that league, obviously you were doing several things. It seems like you were calling the plays and running the team and, you know, playing on the team. Tell me, what's, what, what do you think it added to you as a coach to have all of those hats on at the same time and experience all those different sides of the game? I think you, um, you have to develop a plan. You have to go in every day and try to work to do something better. Um, you know, it, it helped me realize the importance of organization, and it helped me realize the importance of explaining every detail. Uh, it really helped in my development of, of being a coach. Uh, when you try to tell somebody or explain to somebody that's never played football or somebody that, that doesn't understand what you're trying to accomplish, it, you have to do it in steps. You have to teach in progressions. And I think that gave me an opportunity to do exactly that. I want to come back from Europe for just a second and talk about this, this Fordham Rams football team. Let's start off on the offensive side of the ball, uh, the tight end positions. Uh, Dan Light, obviously last year as a freshman, put up some, some really good numbers. Uh, what's it been like having a player like him and even Adam Malkowitz as well? Uh, what has it been like coaching the tight ends on this team? Um, you know, they've really made my transition to becoming a tight ends coach easy. Uh, they make my job easier because they are very – uh, they're first off, they're they're great kids. Um, they're very coachable. They want to learn. They want to develop. Uh, they want to get better. Um, they're smart individuals, and and I think that we worked well together in that they take the coaching and they want to be coached, um, and they want to they want to improve and get better. So it's it's certainly made my uh, my my job easier. Now, you work specifically in practice with tight ends and special teams. In terms of game planning, how much do you focus on the offensive side of the ball, and do you work with Coach Moorhead during the week on that kind of stuff? Um, well, we, we have a great offensive staff, um, guys that, that have been in a lot of different places and know a lot of football. So when we sit down and game plan, um, you know, it, it's bouncing ideas back and forth. It's watching the film. It's making evaluations as to how we're going to attack the defense. And I think as an offensive staff, um, you know, they do a great job. And, and I have a lot of input from a lot of the other coaches on staff as to what we're going to do special teams-wise. Um, I know that we, we split up the duties in terms of offense and defensive staff, but I certainly get a lot of feedback from everybody on the staff about how we should attack our opposition uh, for special teams as well. Now, talking about special teams, we obviously have to talk about Patrick Murray, and we actually have the highlight of Patrick Murray's 50-yard field goal from Villanova the other night. From the far hash marks, Murray kicking from left to right. Snaps a little bit high. The kick is up from Murray, and it is good. So Patrick Murray stays perfect for the season. He's two out of two, out of two tonight, and with 4.53 to play here in the second quarter, the Rams now have a six-point lead, 13-7 to over Villanova. Coach, how much of a luxury has it been for you to have a player like Patrick Murray handling not only the punting but the place kick, place kicking as well for this team? Um, again, <laughs> I have I have players that make my job easier. Um, you know, I Patrick is a great kid. He he wants to do well. He worked uh, incredibly hard this summer, and I think it can easily be seen 
um, in his abilities and what he's been able to do for us uh, in the special teams uh, realm. I think, uh, you know, in, in pregame I told him, I said, hey, Patrick, you know, you need to go out there pregame, evaluate the conditions and, and give me an idea as to where what your range of kicking is. And he walked out, and after pregame he came and he said, well, Coach, at this end I think I can hit it from 54, and this end it's going to be about 51. I said, okay. And then, you know, we were lucky enough to be in a game, a situation like that, and, and he went out and, and, and made a clutch kick. Now, we have another highlight that we want to play. It's another little wrinkle into the special teams game, into the, the lure of Patrick Murray right now. This was on a fake punt attempt against the Villanova Wildcats. Patrick Murray is back into punt at the 15-yard line. He'll scramble out to rugby punt. He's going to keep it. It's a fake punt. He's at the 30, 35, 40. He's got enough for a first down, pushed out of, out of the, at the far sideline at the 45. So Patrick Murray looked like he was going to go with the rugby-style punt. Nobody was coming after him. He just took off and ran, and he has a huge gain on third down on fourth down and long, and that's a first down for the Rams. They're into Wildcats territory. Now, Coach, is that something that's in your playbook, or was that him just you know seeing that there was green grass in front of him and he just took off? Um, you know, we 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 run that uh, style system in the shield punt and the rugby punt uh, as a changeup, and it's something that that we can we can do each each week. Um, you know, and we went through through the week and said, okay, you know, this is the look you're going to get. Uh, if you get this look, this is, you know, how you respond. And uh, he went out and, you know, really, really took what I said uh, to heart and, and made a huge play for us and made an impact play on special teams. And, and you know, that's what, we're, that's what we're trying to do. Did you know he had those wheels? Well, you know, <laughs> I, he, he keeps telling me that he's a, a Gaelic soccer player or a football player and uh, – you know he he is fast. I mean he he is fast. I I, I told him that if he was going to run it to get out of bounds, and he got knocked out of bounds. So of course I had to tell him afterwards, hey, next time step out of bounds. Now you don't just work with Patrick Murray. There are other people involved in in what you do in terms of coverage. It seems like for the most part it's been very good. There was one play in the Villanova game that ended up resulting. The next play was a touchdown. It was a. Um, a long return and actually a great play by Ian Williams, who I believe raced all the way downfield to get him from behind. What was the issue there? And otherwise, it seems like things have gone very well so far in that end of the in that realm. Well, uh, the issue on that play was just you know we had we had one guy um, get tangled up. Um, you know, not quite sure if it was a, a penalty or not, but uh, we we missed a gap on the, on the on fitting up um, a wedge return. Uh, we had guys in the proper placement. Uh, it just came down to to them taking advantage of a situation where we were one gap short. Um, and, and you know, with our coverage units, we tell them that it's about making full speed decisions. And we get we have we have great personnel on those units, guys that can get down the field and make plays. And uh, you know, it, it was Ian Williams that that showed the speed and was able to to catch that guy, get him down. You know, let the defense go out there and 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 make a stop. So, you know, I think uh, I, I think we will continue to work from that aspect, from the coverage aspect, because obviously any time, you know, that can be a, an impact play in a game. All right, Fordham Rams tight ends and special teams coordinator, Coach Shane Fogarty. Uh, thank you for your time, Coach. Uh, thanks for coming in and talking to us, and uh, best of luck this week. All right, thank you very much, guys. It's now time to go in the huddle. We are joined by two seniors from the Fordham Rams, linebacker Mike Martin and running back Carlton Coons. How are you guys doing today? 
I'm well. How are you? Uh, pretty good day so far. Doing pretty good. Now, you guys, I want to go back to your, your second game against Villanova. Uh, Mike, I want to start with you. In, the, in that first half, as a defensive unit, you guys allowed, I think it was just 42 rushing yards in the, in the first half. Second half, they come out, they run for over 250. What do you think the big difference was in that second half? Well, big difference was five plays. Um, there were not any mental or physical busts, but some weird things were happening on the field. As you know, we had the end strip and it flew into the guy's hands, and he scored. Mm -hmm. And also, they had a couple of good runs. Nothing in their game plan that we weren't prepared for. Uh, you know, it was just one of those tale of two halves type mm -hmm. of thing. Alex and I sat up in the booth during the Lockhaven game, and there was a point where we just said, who do you think made that play on defense? And, of course, it was you. You're all over the field. Tell me, last year, obviously, the team didn't fare so well. You did very well defensively, and this year – the team has improved, and I think you have actually improved a lot as well. Tell me about what you did during the off season and and how that's translated to the field. Well, you have to give credit, you know, to uh, the coaching staff. We we have a brand new coaching staff. Uh, I was playing inside last year, and uh, now I'm playing outside at Sam linebacker position. I guess it gives me a little bit, you know, more ability to make a lot more, you know, game changing plays. But as far as preparation, you know, you have to give credit to the entire defense. You know, the better. The guys up front are, the guys beside me, you know, the better I'll be able to play. Now, Carlton, I want to go to you. You were used a lot as a wide receiver last season. Right. You start out this year, you're, you're the go-to guy in the backfield. And that first game against Lockhaven, you get 19 carries, 153 yards. How good did it feel just to come out and, and just, just get things going right away like that and be so effective so early? Right, well, I mean, first of all, I mean, got to give credit to the old line because, I mean, you know, my success is a reflection of those guys. I mean, those guys up front, you know, they work, they work their behinds off. I mean, <clears throat> Coach always talks about dominating the line of scrimmage, so, I mean, he challenges those guys each and every day. So, I mean, without them, you know, that wouldn't have been possible. So, I mean, just back there, um, you know, me playing last year, me playing wide receiver, uh, now me playing uh, my more natural position running back, uh, I'm not going to lie, it felt great. It felt mm -hmm. great. Um, and back there, I feel like, you know, I could best – help the team uh, and my abilities in the backfield, you know, with my, with my skill set. I mean, now anything, you know, I'll play whatever position you tell me to do because, you know, I'm a team player for the team. But, I mean, it really, really felt good to be back there uh, once again playing running back in a uh, more natural position. Going into this last game, it was a Philadelphia homecoming a little bit for you, being in that area, and you're from a, a nearby area in New Jersey. And there was an article about you in the in the paper leading right. into that game about your journey from Hofstra when they shut down their program to mm -hmm. moving to Fordham. And tell me a little bit about that journey and, and what it was like to be back in that stadium and, and to be the starting tailback for the Rams in that game. Mm, right. Well, I mean, I could tell you, it's funny, uh, I was just thinking about it. I mean, the night before the game, I'm like, wow, like, it's kind of came full circle, you know, being back in, in the CAA. As you know, Hofstra was a CAA football team. But, I mean, that whole experience, I mean – you know, aside from it, you know, canceling, obviously, I mean, nobody wants to, you know, be a part of that. I mean, it was very, very unfortunate, but uh, I feel like it, it helped me in the long run being as how, you know, I learned, learned to adapt, uh, forced me to adapt, um, you know, to whatever, you know, facing adversity, um, things of that nature, uh, you know, different coaches, um, you know, so I just, I just never let it get me down too much, uh, you know, just like, all right, move on to the next thing, um, so, you know, wind up here at Fordham, uh, great school, um, great community, you know, I love my teammates, I uh, love everything about this school, so I mean, it was um, <clears throat> it was it was a good match, you know, not a not a fall off at all. If anything, uh, you know, 
I love I love I love Fordham just as much as I love Hofstra, you know, coming out of high school. So uh it was so, you know, come being back at uh, Villanova as a starting as a starting running back, you know, uh me playing at Hofstra freshman year, uh, you know, it came full circle for me, so uh, it was a good experience. And tell me, it was raining. the The start time got pushed back. How many of your family members just went home? Any? Uh, <laughs> uh, actually, no. They all stuck it out. You know, oh, that's they, nice. Yeah, they that's all good. stuck it out. You know, I was, I was, I was very, very excited. You know, I was, I was very excited to see them all there, soak, soaking wet <laughs> after, the, after the game. Uh, it was, it was a sight to see. I mean, they were all, they were all there. You know, through thick, through thin. So, I mean, I was, I was very pleased. Uh, I knew I was like, thank you guys. I mean. You know, it made made it tough. I mean, this huge monsoon that was coming in, but uh, but yeah, I mean, they all stuck it out. So you know, I I love them for that. Uh, I want to get both of your guys' takes on this because you go into Villanova. They were the national champions in FCS in 2009, national semifinalists in 2010. You go in there; it's your second game of the season, and you're up 13 to seven at halftime. What was the feeling at the half? Were you guys feeling good about the game, or did did you know that you still had you know you still had to close out and finish that game? How were you guys feeling at halftime, Carlton? You can go first. All right. Um. Well, you know, pretty much. I mean, you know, going in, I mean, coach said it. You know, we don't care. You know, about the name on the front of the jerseys. You know, we don't care who we're facing on the schedule. I mean, we're going to approach every game. You know, a hundred percent. It doesn't matter. Same approach. We're going to scout, uh, scouting you, game planning you. We're going to go at it a hundred percent. You know, no matter what. You know, you could be. D2 school, D3 school, D1A school, it doesn't matter. You know, Villanova, so, you know, they're just another team on the schedule who we happen to have, you know, this week coming up. So, you know, we all believe that we can win the game. We all we all believed that we were going there, you know, and get it done. Uh, so, you know, we were up there half. No surprise to us. We went in there. All right, guys, you know, uh, made the made the corrections or whatever. Went in there half, uh, got with the coaches, um, game plan or whatever, saw what, they, saw what they was doing, what they were doing on the field. So, I mean, the the feeling the feeling didn't change at all. We're up thirteen seven. Okay, you know we thought where we were. You know we felt like all right, we're supposed to be here. So now let's go out and uh, in the second half and let's get it done. Unfortunately, we didn't get it done. We didn't finish the job. So you know from now on that'll be the focal point. You know we can't just win the game expecting to win the game in the first half. We have to play a complete game. So nobody was surprised at all. Mike, go ahead. What, what were your thoughts yeah. going into halftime? Well, you know Carlton pretty much took most of my words <laughs> from me there. Uh, yeah, we as I'm a defensive guy, so you know, I go in with the chip on my shoulder with an attitude every game. Like there's no 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 team, no player, no 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 scheme that can, you know, stop our defense. You know, we're an aggressive defense. You know, you look at the rankings like we're our our pass efficiency and in our in our third down conversion, we're like ranked top 50 right now in NCAA. And uh it's a credit to our coach David Blackwell, you know, it's aggressive approach. We're going to come after you. We're going to play man. We're going to, you know, we're going to get, we're going to get after you every play. And we were up on top of uh, Villanova, and we weren't surprised at all. Like Carlton said, you know, we went in halftime. We were amped up. You know, we were shout, shouting, cheering, and everything like that coming out the tunnel. You know, ready to finish the job. So, you know, unfortunately, it didn't go the way that we planned. You know, there's a number of reasons why, but uh, the most important thing is now to just move on and get ready to take Cornell on this Saturday. Now, Carlton, I believe before the season, Alex interviewed you, and I think you mentioned something along the lines of, we're trying to build a house here. We're right. trying to build a program, uh, and, and that's something that interested me because the expectations for this team weren't merely to win more games than last year. There was talk amongst the program, we want to be com- you know, competitive to the point where we could make the playoffs and, and mm-hmm. try and make a run. Mm-hmm. How realistic is that, and, and how far do you think that house is Really, both of you guys, how far do you think the program is in terms of building that house? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, we take it one step at a time, one game at a time. 
uh, you know, when Coach Moorhead was first introduced as the head coach, you know, the first thing he did throughout winter conditioning and summer, um, you know, Mike can attest to this, was, you know, he was always preaching, you know, when we built the house. Before you make the house, you know, you have to make your foundation. Make the foundation through winter conditioning, hard work, sweat, getting up 5 o'clock in the morning, you know, dedicating yourselves, full-out commitment to the program uh, throughout spring ball, you know, great 15 practices, you know, working hard, 100% out, all-out effort, and then dedicating yourself all summer, you know. So that was that was basically that was that was the foundation, you know, that was the foundation. And then now, you know, through camp, building it, building it, and now, you know, it's capping it off, which is, you know, the roof, the rooftop of the house. You know, he's like, all right, so now we're here in the season. Uh, so you guys, I mean, you guys built your foundation. You know, now put a roof over this thing. So, I mean, with, with it, with that, you know, he means take it one game at a time, which we're doing. Uh, taking all the coaching that they're giving us, and uh, we just want to go from there. So, I mean, realistically, realistically, yes. I mean, we came in, he's like, all right, guys, you know, I know you guys didn't have the season that you guys wanted to. You know, 1 in 10, nobody wants to have that. But, um, you know, hard work pays off. So, I mean, nobody goes into the season, oh, you know, we're just going to rebuild. Oh, you know, it's okay. No, I mean, we're going to every game we want to win. I mean, that's, that's point blank period. So, yeah, you know, guys want to make the playoffs. You know, guys want to win championships, things like that. But, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. So that's what he means by uh, building a house. Mike? Yeah. He's killing me with the thorough answers. Yeah. <laughs> I need to go to you <laughs> yeah. first next yeah. time. I'm sorry. You got you to gotta give okay. me a chance okay, here. Mike. <laughs> but, um, you know, just just like what he said, I hate to say it again, but it's the truth. You know, you know, football is a – you have to have a short memory. You can't – we can't worry about what happened at Villanova – we can't be up on how we, you know, defeated Lock Haven. You know, that's not important. We have this week ahead of us, and we have to build and build and build and play Cornell, win or lose. We got to move on, and, and that's just how football is. And if we take care of business like we expect to, you know, the playoffs and championship, those things will come, you know, mm-hmm. but you can't can't worry about it now. You have to take every step, you know, little step that, that's in front of you first. So that's what we plan on doing. And, Mike, you, you kind of touched on it earlier when you talked about playing under a new defensive coordinator in David Blackwell. But now you guys, you've you've been through uh, spring ball. You've been through training camp. You're now two games into uh, this new season with, with your new head coach, uh, Coach Moorhead. What's it been like through the first two games? Has he done anything that has you know surprised you at all? Or is, what's, what's he been like on the sidelines during the games? Uh, if... <laughs> You just need to sit down and actually, I, I don't know if he give you a little of his, you know, his character or attitude here on the, on the show, but he's he's a real amp guy. Like mm-hmm. he gets us excited. He he might be more excited than us at times. I don't know if that's possible, <laughs> but he he tries his hardest. You know, you know, coaches they want to they want to live through us too. You know, they he's an ex player. He's an ex Fordham guy. So he he has that energy. He has that love and that passion, and he brings it. You know, in every single meeting. You know, in all the game planning and all of our practices. You know, he wants practices to be like games. That's what he sat down to talk to the captains about. You know, he wants practices to be with that high energy and that high emotion. And, and that's what he brings, and, and that's really good because we feed off of that. Both of you guys are seniors. Both of you have been through, I think, good periods in this program uh, and not so good periods in this program, and now a bit of a rebuilding process, and you guys are setting the foundation for it. What do you guys think when you guys are ex-Fordham players? What do you want to see the rest of this year and then once you graduate from this program? You know what, Mike? You go first this time, please. <laughs> I, I was hoping that you were going to say that. <laughs> well, no, Carlton, please. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll try to keep it short because I, I think it's a real simple answer. You know, We want to establish something this year that, will, that, that the culture that we want to establish here, we want that to carry on. We want to be able to look back and say, you know what? 
you know, that, that 2012 Fordham, you know, that team, we, we started this. We got things rolling, you know. We haven't had a winning season and um, since I've been here, actually. My freshman year, 5-6, and six, sophomore year, 5-6, and six, and then last year we were 1-10. So this year, you know, obviously we want that winning season. We want to make the playoffs and we want a chance to compete for a national championship, and we want that to happen this year. And if it doesn't happen this year, which I expect and so do all my teammates and coaches, we want to be able to look back and say, you know, when we get that championship, you know, we had something to do. We had we had a part in that. We had a hand in that. So, thank you. Carlton, did he take everything? Uh, yeah, I mean, Mike hit it on the head. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, that's, that's just payback. <laughs> Mike, Mike, yeah, Mike, Mike definitely hit it on the head. I mean, you know, I'm not going to, you know, repeat too much of it, but I'm pretty uh, – you said it. I mean, you know, we want this 2012 team, you know, to be the ones to get to get the ball rolling, get it started. I mean, when we look back, we'll be like, man, you know – we're like we were the ones, you know, our senior leadership, you know, our job is to kind of instill wisdom on the young guys and the freshmen that come in and, uh, you know, show them the ropes and be like, hey, this is how you, this is what you, this is what it takes, you know, this is what you need to do in order to get it done. And hopefully, you know, the ball just keeps rolling after that. And then generation after generation, it just continues. So um, that's, that's, that's all I'm looking forward to. All right, seniors Carlton Coons and Mike Martin, guys, thanks for taking time out of your schedules and uh, joining us here on Monday Night Quarterback. So thanks, uh, thanks a lot. No Thank problem. You. Thanks, thanks, guys. And we are now joined once again by Fordham head coach Joe Moorhead as we look into the third game of the Fordham season, that being homecoming against the Cornell Big Red. Uh, coach, you, you just play that tough game on the road against Villanova. You, you play under uh, under the lights. It's, it's a rainy game. How good will it feel for your team to, to come back home, and, and not even just coming back home, but playing in front of a homecoming crowd too? You know, it's great to play the, the, the friendly confines of, of Jack Coffey Field. And, you know, we had tremendous turnout and support at the Lock Haven game with the night opener, and with it being homecoming, we – we hope it'll truly be a, a tremendous home field advantage for the Rams. Uh, so we expect a great turnout. We expect alumni to get back, and you know, it'll be exciting to play an afternoon game after two night games. You, this is a team that actually had a lot of offensive firepower last year, didn't necessarily get a great record out of it. A player that I think obviously will be heard from a lot in this game is the quarterback, Jeff Matthews. Do you have any thoughts on him early in the week and, and things that you expect fans to see on the field no he's going to be the focal point of our preparation I mean he's a big tall strong drop back passer um you know completed I believe high 60s low 70 percent of his passes and I think if you look at the last two games against Penn and Columbia he threw over over a thousand yards combined in the last two games so you know I'd be shocked if he's not a pro prospect uh you know he'll be the focal point of our preparation and he's a guy that you know that uh obviously is the uh you know the guy that makes their offense go tremendous football player now, now, coach, it's kind of odd. You've already played two games. the The Big Red haven't played a game yet at all. Does that make it? Does that make it more difficult as a coach to to prepare for them when they haven't played yet this season? Yeah, because there, there's nothing to nothing, nothing to look at <laughs> right. from from tape for this season. They, uh, you know, you have some ideas about what they might do. You know, we got there too deep today, so you know who they're they're listing as their players. But so, you know, you 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 know, there, there's some benefit for us in the sense that this will be our third game, and we've gone through two games and have that have that. You know, game experience where they're going to their first one and haven't played this year. They've listed some true freshmen on their two deep, so it'll be their first game of college action. But from a you know preparation standpoint, you know we're you're, you're it's it's like entering a season opener like Lockhaven. You know, you had some ideas on what they might do schematically, but right. you're not sure. Now, this isn't a new coaching staff, although it is uh, in their first, I believe, their third year yeah. as as a staff at Cornell. In terms of what you expect to see defensively from them, did you look at any film from last year? Obviously, they'd probably use a similar system that they did a year ago. Yeah, we're, we're you know we're, we looked at some tape and we're you know you really got to prepare for everything. So we, we've taken a look at the things that they did last year and we're, we're trying to base our game plan off of that. And 
you know, I think they've got a new defense coordinator this year, and you know, you kind of look at some of the places where he's been and the things he's done at those stops, and really, you know, you got to prepare for everything, and you know, when the game comes, be prepared to make adjustments if it's you know not the things you practice during the week. And coach, just looking at some of your stats from from the first two games played here in, in 2012, Carlton Coons has 28 rushing attempts for 189 yards. He's averaging six and a half yards a carry. Uh, we saw in that Villanova game, not not many carries for him, especially in that second half. Granted that you were trailing, uh, but is, is there more of an effort here as as we move along into the season to to get Carlton more handoffs out of the backfield? The um, you know that's we we actually talked about that as a staff, and uh, the 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 thing with what we do schematically, you know, from from our from our offenses, we 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 utilize the read play. So while necessarily there, you know, Carlton didn't get the ball on the play. The play was designed to go to him, right. and you know. The read was for the quarterback to pull the ball. So where he had nine carries, there were a significant amount more plays that were called that were running plays that had gone to him. So there's different things that we can do to, you know, make it not a read play to ensure the handoff to him. And there were things we did to get him the ball out of the backfield as a receiver. But Carlton's obviously a dynamic playmaker, a focal point of our offense. And, you know, when when he wasn't carrying it, Michael Niebrick was pulling it and running it. And, he you know, he picked up some of the slack from a rushing perspective there. But, yes, we want to get Carlton the ball as much as we can because he's one of our best playmakers. Post game of the Lockhaven game, you talked about penalties and how you wanted to cut down on those. There were a couple big penalties in this most recent game. Now on the season twelve so far. Last year, this team was one of the least penalized in the country. Is that a concern to you? And and how do you think you kind of minimize those penalties when you go into into this uh, second part of the schedule where you start playing Ivy League teams and then into the into the Patriot League? You know, it really comes down to a couple things. That you you know. Some of them are mental mistakes, you know, that, that you could take care of by just being, you know, sharp in what you're doing with your alignment, your assignment, and some of them are physical errors where, you know, it's a holding call, it's a block in the back, it's things like that. You know, I think Carlton's was actually aligning offsides on the play where we were trying to kill the ball. So you just got to, you know, utilize the proper fundamentals and techniques, and th- th- those will help you avoid the holds and the things like that. And, you know, just got to be smart mentally to, to avoid some of the silly errors. But we'll, 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 we'll get that. We'll cut back on those. Now, now, you mentioned the penalties, Coach. You're now two games into this season, one win, one loss. Heading into the third game, what do you think your team has to improve on the most? Or what are you looking for your team to improve on the most as you as you play this third game against Cornell? The um, our, our theme for this week has, has, has been we want to focus on our preparation. And uh, we talk about football being a game of execution, and you just can't go out on a Saturday and uh, expect things to go right if you haven't prepared well the entire week. So... Like we said earlier, we played eight quarters of football, and six of them have been very impressive. Uh, so we want to make sure we, we prepare ourselves mentally and physically throughout the week to execute great on Saturday. So that, that's, that's going to be our focus this week, that we want to make sure our preparation is as good as it's been the entire season. All right, Coach, thank you very much for your time joining us here on Monday Night Quarterback, and uh, good luck against Cornell this week. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. And that will do it for this week's edition of Monday Night Quarterback. Thanks to Fordham head coach Joe Moorhead, tight ends and special teams coordinator Shane Fogarty, running back Carlton Coons, and linebacker Mike Martin. Next Monday, another edition of Monday Night Quarterback. We'll take a look back at the Cornell game and look ahead to the battle for the Liberty Cup with Columbia. We'll have our X's and O's segment with one of the coaches and in the huddle with some of the players. Until then, for Mike Watts and engineer-producer Julian Atienza, this is Alex Smith. Have a good week, everybody. Thank you.